what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 6, volume 4 of the Fantasy Formula, your one-stop shop for everything you need to know about fantasy football and the Las Vegas numbers. Hey, you guys just heard El Chapo Jr. Hank, I'm going to flow one real quick too, okay? Hit it up. This is I just did this right off the cuff, so here we go. Week one, week one, let's not let it be a week one. Yo, son, yo, son, hold that ball like a honey bun. My man, my man, let's wake up Monday and see who. That's supposed to rhyme with man, but I said one, it rhymes with son. So, you know, <laughs> Need a little work. Need a little work. <laughs> Need a little hey. work, but, you know, that's right off the cuff. You know, we throw a little something together in a reference to our man El Chapo Jr., sure. whose team is – Josh Elder, uh, yep. who has become in my heart, mind, and soul the number one fantasy football fan in all the world. It's a, it's apparent that he is. This, he thinks he's the trap king. This, he does. This dude loves it. So he's created his own little uh, group chat, and he's on it at least 15 to 20 times a day talking about whatever fantasy-related stuff or maybe just to talk. I think I think it's getting to the point where he is starting to really push people's boundaries because earlier today he said he's going to start texting every 15 seconds until everybody responds because he doesn't like the activity that's on there right now. Oh, I love it. So I that's to it. El Chapo Jr. Yeah, I love his passion. Love his passion. So speaking of passion, we watched a lot of good college football. Yes, we did. Passion and on the gridiron. So Hank, tell me about your weekend a little bit. You were with your brother-in-law in Atlanta and yes. your family. Yes, we spent the weekend in Atlanta and my brother-in-law, as you know, is a huge sports fan, huge mm-hmm. college football fan, huge Auburn fan. Yes. So first week of college football is kind of a big one. And, you know, we got up early Saturday had to wear those kids out. Mm-hmm. We took them to a American Ninja Warrior Park. Whoa. Yes. Warp wall awesome. and all. So we got them worn out and uh, headed back to the house. And by about lunchtime, we were ready to sit down and watch some games. Did you make it all the way through all afternoon and evening? Uh, we watched pretty much, you know, with some spotty times that we had to, you know, get a kid out of a tree or do something. <laughs> but we, uh, we got to see a lot of football, which is, you know, for your first week, that's the goal mm-hmm. is let's see. And they're really doing a good job at spreading these games out so you can yeah. really get to see these good games. They're not piling one on top of, uh, of the other. Last night was a good game. Sunday night was a good game. Sure. Saturday had a bunch of good games. So uh, we got to see a lot of football. How about you? Yeah, keeping with the rap theme. So my neighbors, they all came. I went to go see LR Saturday. took the girls. We, we Actually, we had a big old day. My wife was in Mexico. Whew. Yeah, so I, I had the, Yeah, so uh, – <laughs> Had the girls, and we went bike riding. Anyway, long story short, we went to the LR game and then straight back to the house. We made ribs. Ribs. And then a bunch of people from the neighborhood came over, so we watched every game from four, starting at 4 until 11 or 10, 30. Then the BYU came on. Well, 
one of my neighbors had never seen Straight Out of Compton, and so you know my little what outside, a great movie, it's fantastic. So my little outside setup. Yep. So we had the speakers real loud outside. Brought the TV outside, so we're sitting under the stars watching Easy E and MC Ren, and it was awesome. It was awesome. So Sounds we watched, awesome. We watched that till about one thirty, and then we took it to the house. But it's good. Good afternoon, um, Hank. Before we leave this weekend, I've got a parenting question to ask you. Sure. Normally, you know, we talk a lot of football over here on the Fantasy Formula, but. Uh, I think you and I have a good rapport. We um, believe in many of the same things. So let me ask you a parenting question. This is the situation I had this weekend. Okay, so I was on the lake with my girls on Sunday, and we always abide by the rules of the water. You know, we're on a boat. You always have your life jackets on. You you do the – because the lake can be dangerous. Extremely dangerous. You know, I mean, bad things can happen if you don't pay attention to your surroundings and do what you're supposed to do. Respect the water. Exactly. You can't act like a jerk out there. So we have just been minding our business of respecting the water. And it's about 6.30, and my little girls have learned to paddleboard. And paddleboard's fun. It's yeah, it awesome. is. Awesome. But I always want to see that, you know, we're in this little cove that hardly any boats come, but still boats can come. And so it's, you know, you just got to be on your P's and Q's. You got to know what's going on. So my oldest daughter said, Daddy, I'm going to take these younger girls with my daughter, Lucy Rose, is a couple years younger than Olivia, and there are a couple other girls there. And she said, we're going to paddle down a little bit from where so I couldn't see them. And I was like, Livia, eh, probably not a good idea. Let's stay right here where we're all together. And she has this really – she might be a lawyer when she grows up because she's very convincing. She can – she talks me into a lot of stuff. Anyway, long story Let's be short. completely honest. We all talk you into a yeah. lot of stuff. <laughs> very true. Very true. Um, so I said, you know what, let me get on the paddle boards with you and let me see where you want to go and then – I'll see if it's cool or not. So we get – it's literally, Hank, maybe 75 yards from the dock, but it makes a little bend so you can't see them. I could still hear them. On, so anyway, I go down there. I was like, you know what? This isn't that far, and plus I can hear you. Take me back. And there was a couple other older boys that had kayaks that had been hanging out with us all day, and they said, we got them. They'll follow us. And I said, 10 minutes. And so Olivia's smiling at me, you know. Uh-oh. Uh, thanks, Daddy. Yeah. Got so – there they go. So I'm sitting on the dock. I'm watching them. They go around the bend. I'm like, you know what? It's going to be cool. So I go back to whatever I was doing. And now it's been about 15 minutes, and there's no sight. No sight of them. Not no sound. Back. No sound of them. Uh-oh. They decided to take it further than anticipated. And one of them fell off the paddleboard and cut up her foot big time. Uh-oh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So the daddies had to jump in the boat because we, you know, they went way past, and we get them, and the daddies are really pissed, and they're mainly pissed at me, which I don't blame them because sure. I was the ones that said, "Y'all got this, come right back." All right. So my parenting question: This is not a question. This is a comp. I'm just. This is my new definition. Don't let your kids talk because my gut knew. Don't let them do this. Right. They're going to be fine, but just in case something happens. Don't let them go beyond your sight, and if in your heart you know it's not what you're supposed to be doing. And I did not trust my gut. I listened to my 11-year-old daughter. She convinced me that, yeah, we're going to go down five minutes and be back. And then they were gone 20, and somebody fell off and got hurt. So. Right. What do you what, tell me about your my parenting dilemma here? Well, I understand you know the the guilt that you feel because you knew in your mind that you didn't want them to go that far, and next thing you know, somebody's hurt, and uh, you feel that guilt. But I'm under the impression that you cannot have your kids under your wing the rest of their life. Sure. And as long as 
in their life jackets, as long as they're doing the things. Now, they're going to do bad things, Mm -hmm. and you're going to discipline them for doing such things. But as long as you set up boundaries, they do what they should be doing. They go beyond. You cut your foot. I guess you weren't doing what we talked about. They learned a lesson, too, because when they came back, they were all crying. They, and they were like, I can't believe we didn't listen. We should have listened to what you said. Right. You know, and so they did learn that lesson. Uh, the little girl is fine that fell off. She's Good. perfectly fine. Nothing's wrong with her. But at that, it was scary for them because they didn't have any parents around, and one of them's hurt, and they're out there by themselves. Right. The one good thing out of this, Hank, this is interesting, they all rallied around her, got her up on the paddleboard, and they were bringing her back. You know, oh. They were doing it. Lord of the Flies. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, so they were able to figure out a way to make it work, but still it scared the heck out of me You because know, the boat comes back. I'm not in the boat. It's another one of the daddies because he rushed out there immediately. And there's six kids rah, just screaming, screaming. So I was like, oh, my gosh, what is happening? Well, I wouldn't I wouldn't feel too bad about it. I know you got to look daddies in the face and say, hey, listen, I'm sorry. I told them yeah. they could go over there when one got hurt. But your kids are going to be better off if you allow them to learn on their own. So I think, uh, I think you uh, don't have much to feel bad about. Thank you, buddy. That does make me feel better. All right, enough of parenting. Now on to football. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is week one in the NFL this year. That means your or coming up this week, your fantasy football teams are going to go live in literally two days. We're bringing, we're coming live to you here at the Fantasy Formula in the Mesh Studios on a Tuesday. The first game is actually Thursday night. It's going to be a doozy. It's North North Carolina. It's the Carolina Panthers hey, against the, North Carolina. Come are, on, man. Against the Denver Broncos. But before we jump into that, let's break you off some breaking news. Breaking news. Hank, this weekend, some big things happened on the, you know, they got to get down to 52. I think that's the number. Is it 52 or 53? I think it's 52. 52 players. Well, it happened. It happened to all the teams in the NFL. And the couple big ones that we want to talk about, just briefly, Justin Forsett, the running back for the Baltimore Ravens, was cut. He did not make the team. He got drafted in all of the drafts that I participated in. Um, even though he got cut, they re-signed him today. It was basically a play to save a little money. All right, so four set. Cut back on the Ravens. Another guy that got cut. And this is good for Rashid Jennings owners. Andre Williams. Remember last year, Jet Giants had like four running backs? Yep. Well, they cut Andre Williams, which solidifies Rasheed Jennings, the number one spot. Shane Vereen is going to be the third down back. So, Rasheed Jennings, as long as he does what he's supposed to do, he's going to be the number one back. Let me, let me, let me take a minute. Just to, when you were giving that story right there, I saw a grin <laughs> on your face because I've seen your draft board. And yes. I know that you have Mr. Jennings. In a bulk of your legs. I do, in so, the majority of them. Yeah, so I saw that grin on your <laughs> face because you knew it means something for you. Just like yeah. I did when we saw Mr. Forsett getting cut. I've got Buck Allen. Yes. Okay. I said, yeah, buddy. Let's get Buck Allen all the carries. Now then they're bringing him back. <laughs> that, that, my frown, I mean, <laughs> my smile went turned to a upside frown. down. Yeah. So, you know, that, I, I see what you're, you're putting on over there. Thank you, buddy. Yes. Yeah. Good I, for you. It make me smile. Um, a couple other, these aren't big ones, but as the year progresses, let's see if they turn into some big ones. Aaron Dobson, right? He's a New England Patriot. He was their second round selection last year is cut he doesn't make the team that means this other fella malcolm mitchell who supposedly the patriots love might slide into that split in position so now you've got edelman 
You got Gronk, and they need that other receiver that, because Danny Amendola, you know, you, I don't know if you can count on Danny Amendola. Is that right? Danny yeah. Amendola, yeah. Yeah. So Malcolm Mitchell, I think it's his first or second year. Mm-hmm. Maybe he slides in that role. So y'all keep your eyes on Malcolm Mitchell. Also big news, the Broncos released Mark Sanchez and Ronnie Hillman. Ronnie Hillman got drafted in all my leagues. Right after Sanchez gets cut, though, where does he go, Hank? Dallas. Right. Holds the clipboard for Dak Prescott. As Tony Romo heals his ailing back. So now Mark Sanchez is a Cowboy. The Broncos quarterback, it is official, Trevor Trevor Simeon. Trevor Good Simeon. luck with all of that. Wow. I mean, that's hard to believe. You know, I know Sanchez is – you know, got a, he's had some history and the butt fumble and all that mm-hmm. stuff, but he's got experience. Right. You know, he's got game experience. This Simeon cat, two games in, may be terrible, may get hurt. You want some, you want somebody with some experience out there, and that's what Sanchez provides, and that's what he's going to provide to Dak Prescott. Sure, I, you know, I just don't know. I, I'm, you know, I'm sure Elway has thought this through, and he may, he hasn't called me, which I don't think he <laughs> needs me to weigh in on. But it's just hard for me to believe that they need to get rid of him. And I'm with you. Think about how Denver won the Super Bowl. They did have Peyton. Don't get me don't get me wrong, but that defense won, right? right? Basically, so they still have that defense minus a player or two. They just need a quarterback with experience, a game manager, if you will, right? Just to get them there. This dude, Trevor Simeon, took one snap in the regular season last year, and it was a knee down. Like, it was to down the ball. That's, <laughs> that's, that's his experience. That's in an NFL. important play. <laughs> and they're handing the reins to a Super Bowl champion team just from last year over to this kid. I think it's a bad mistake. I do, too. A bad mistake. So, we'll see what happens there. Also, big news out of Philadelphia. Once Bradford – okay, let's start here. Teddy Bridgewater, this is just a sad story. You know, when we were taping – the fantasy formula last Tuesday, Teddy Bridgewater going through drills, dislocates, dislocates his knee and tears his ACL out for the year. You know, the Vikings team really coming together. Great defense. Got AP with the offense. Bridgewater was – he's not spectacular, but he does enough. He manages be, the he game. manages the game. Right. Now, out for the year, Sam Bradford comes over from Philadelphia – you know what the Vikings gave up for Sam Bradford? Oh, way too much. It was a, a first, first round, round pick and a fourth. Yes. I mean, what? Yeah. For Sam Bradford? So anyway. They Brad- had to, though. I mean, it was necessary. They're desperate. And they were desperate. Desperate. And Philly is going to get – and they need the help. So I think Philly ended up coming out of this with Oh, on yes. Top. So this is – so now we've got Bradford at Minnesota. He'll be competing with Sean Hill, yes, for the Vikings job. Right. And then – Carson Wentz, the rookie, the number two pick, declared the starter for Philly. <laughs> That's the dumpster fire right there. Basically, they're throwing in the towel for this year, but right. they're collecting those picks to maybe, maybe next year it'll be a bet. We always thought they were going to stink anyway, yeah. remember? Oh. And now they've just. How can you forget? Yeah, now they're... they've confirmed it. They, <laughs> they are going to be terrible. Now watch them win their first three games. Well, it, maybe. Carson Wentz, I don't know anything about him. He played North Dakota State. You don't know anything about him. I think that I, I think it's going to be a tough year for them. And by getting those picks, they're going to get a number one, a good number one pick next year. Mm-hmm. And to have two of them, they're going to be. I mean, those. I mean, that's going to help them significantly. So I think you're right. They're throwing in the towel. They're yeah. just getting ready for next year. Yeah, I think you're right too. Um, also, breaking news here before we leave this segment: Arian Foster 
declared the starter over Jay Ajayi, right? So Arian Foster, let's see if he lasts one week, three weeks. He can't last more than five. The dude's always getting hurt. Always banged. But declared the, declared the starter. There's one more running back that oh. has some time out that sure. you, we were talking about earlier, and Jamal Charles. Big news. Huge. I mean, he's a, a, a top five running back usually in our league, and to see him sit is going to – change some things around for that offense it's going to change some things around certainly for some of the guys in our our league and leagues around there because right. you got that was definitely their number one running back now you have to rush to pick somebody up for a week two weeks right. three weeks yeah who knows and keep your eye on the injury report because jamal charles they say it's a game day decision basically the coach said he's not ready to go so just like hank said i don't think he'll play but just double check your injury report before you put your lineup in on Sunday. Slight chance he plays, but we don't think he will, and the coaches don't think Spencer he will. Spencer Ware. Bingo. That's going to be start. That's the guy. Spencer Ware. If you need a running back, you've got Charles in your lineup, and you need to pick up someone quickly off the waiver wire, Spencer Ware will be there. Grab him. You know, let's say Jamal Charles were to go out. Let's say he went out for the year. I'm not, hopefully that's not going to be the case. Spencer Ware has the talent to be a top 12 back. He really does behind that offensive line. So let's see where that, that Kansas City uh, running back situation goes. Devontae Parker, Miami Dolphin, will not play week one. He is out as well. And keep your eye on Jimmy Graham. If you drafted Jimmy Graham to be your tight end one, he's 50-50 to get the nod opening weekend. So, Hank, that's our breaking news. That's our injury report. You ready to jump into these ball games? I am. You know, the one thing that I will say about breaking news with injuries is this is the first year I'm going to jinx the – crud out of myself right here that i've never had a major player go down before week one well you just jinxed yourself (laughs) your whole squad's gonna break their leg this weekend (laughs) but hey good recap on the breaking news thank you very much all right here we go we're off this segment's called the fantasy 15 we're gonna hit every single game on sunday and monday and this not don't forget that thursday hit you with the las vegas line and the over under and as well we're gonna get you some gems on the fantasy side as well hank we're traveling to denver the super bowl champion denver broncos are gonna host your carolina panthers Las Vegas, has got the, Las Vegas has got the number right now. It opened at one. It's all. It's been bet up all the way to three. So Carolina minus the three. The total is forty-one and a half. What happens in this rematch of Super Bowl contenders? I think it's going to be a great game. First of all, I hope you know. Obviously, I'm a Panthers fan. It's going to really come down to Simeon. Is he going to be able to make plays to get them in a position to score? Because we know their defense is going to be sick. We know Carolina is going to come prepared to play. Cam is going to be on. I feel, I feel like the Panthers are as good as they were a year ago. And by adding Calvin, Kelvin Benjamin, they say he's having a great, you know, I mean, he's having a great preseason. Every time I watch, he's getting the ball thrown to him. He is a giant on that field. He's every bit, bit as big as Gronk. Yeah. I mean, he is a monster. I feel like it's going to be hard to beat the Panthers. But week one, you know, they still might be working out those kinks. And who knows how Simeon's going to be, but I feel like the Panthers are certainly going to go to Denver and win. Yeah, I like it too, Hank. Let me hit you with a couple fantasy questions. So, you know, with Simeon being the quarterback going up against a pretty ferocious Carolina D, minus Josh Norman this year, though. That's a big – They say those two rookies that they have in there are – But they're rookies. But they say they're great. Well, we'll see. Got to start somewhere. I know. You're right. So, my question fantasy-wise on the Denver side, you've got Demarius Thomas, you've got Emmanuel Sanders. Are you worried at all? 
to start those guys as your wide receiver two or wide receiver three in Sanders' case against this Carolina defense with Trevor Simeon throwing the ball. Absolutely. Until he proves to me that he can make a throw to these guys. I mean, you're not only talking about is Simeon ready to be on the field, but is he ready to do it against the Super Bowl, you know, the contender. defense in the NFC. Right. So, uh, you know, if you have another option sitting on your bench, I probably wouldn't go with one of those receivers for week one. Me too. I'm so I'm saying we're saying here, Demarius Thomas, maybe you can play him as a flex. Emmanuel Sanders, I'm not gonna play. No way. I'm, I'm gonna sit him. I'm gonna sit him until we see what Simeon does. Absolutely. Uh and also, Hank, I'm with you here on the Carolina. I think Carolina minus the three. I like this play a lot. I think they win by a touchdown and then lean to the under the total. Carolina's defense keeps them in this game, keeps the number under Trevor Simeon. Can't get it done on the offensive end. So we go Carolina minus the three and under the 44. Next up, Tampa Bay, Atlanta. This is a one o'clock kick in Atlanta. You just came back from Atlanta. They're they're building a new stadium there, right? The football stadium. Well, they're they're doing the baseball stadium. This is completely different because that baseball stadium is out a ways. The new football stadium is right beside the Georgia Dome or whatever, but it's just newer and better. Awesome. But I think it's supposed to be ready next year. But anyway, I digress. This number, Atlanta, opened up at three. It's still at three against the Tampa Bay Bucks, the up-and-coming Tampa Bay Bucks. The number's three. The total's 47.5. Give me a little insight here, Hank. Who do you like here, buddy? Well, you, you know, the Falcons are kind of like that old, reliable team. They're just going to be steady Eddie. They're going to score their points. they got good receivers. they got good a good back. they got a guy who can manage the game and a quarterback. But the Buccaneers have all the energy. And if you watched the Florida State game last night mm-hmm. and you See saw – yeah, yeah, he's on the sideline. He, went, he wanted to play. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's exactly what makes them relevant right now. So, to tell you the truth – I'm rooting for the Buccaneers. I hate it because they're in the same mm-hmm. division as the Panthers. I'm rooting for them. I think that they're going to come out at the beginning of this year and make a statement, and I think this game is as good as any. Um, so I kind of like the Buccaneers. Fantasy-wise here, you know, you've got Doug Martin in the backfield, Mike Evans on the outside, Jameis Winston, a start. Let's say you've got Jameis Winston as your quarterback, too, and you've got, let's just say – Give me Blake Bortles as your starter one. Do you slide Jameis Winston as your starting quarterback week one fantasy football this year against the Atlanta Falcons defense? Total is Vegas is saying they're going to score some points. They got it 48, yeah, 47 I, and a half. I would say, yeah. I like, I like Jameis. I like him. I think that he is going to have a good year. He had a good year last year. I think he's going to have a good year. So, yes, I would say if he were facing Denver, maybe not. But I don't think Atlanta's defense is as prolific as the two that are playing on Thursday. Yeah. So I, I, I wouldn't say don't start them. Yeah. I'm with you. I think I'd start them too. Um, I'm going to agree with well, – actually, I'm not going to agree with you on the line thing. I'm going to go Atlanta minus the three. The only reason I say is because the way you started your sentence, they're the old reliable. They don't do anything fantastic, but they're playing at home. I'm Steady just going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Do you like Julio to go over 100 yards in this game against Tampa Bay's D? I do. I do because I think that that's their target and he's going to get his and Matt Ryan's going to give it to him. So I, I do like it. Yep. Hank's going with Tampa Bay. I'm going with Atlanta. I'm also going to lean slightly 
to the over, 47 and a half. Next up, let's travel to Tennessee where those Tennessee Titans take on the Minnesota Vikings who've had some bad news in the last week. Will they rally? Will they get it together and go out here for Teddy Bridgewater and the rest of the crew and get it done in Tennessee? Vegas thinks so. Vegas got the number at minus two over under 41. Hank, what do you think? I think there's two banged up teams that are going to try to mix in a win here and are probably going to see who can lose it first. Um, I think because of what happened in light of what has happened with Bridgewater, I think that they're going to come in a little bit flustered. You know, I mean, if they try to get Sam Bradford to start, that's going to be tough. Yeah. You know, so, you know, everybody's high on Mariota. I think Tennessee is going to have the advantage here, and I'm going to take Tennessee. All right. Hank likes Tennessee, and so do I. First game at home for Tennessee. I always lean at the beginning of the year when we're talking about, like, Vegas lines and stuff. I tend to like the home team first couple weeks. I don't know. I just feel like it. they're more ready, if that even makes sense. They're at home. I'm just giving them the benefit of the doubt the first couple weeks. I don't know. The, the Eagles play at home this week. <laughs> There goes my theory. Um, the total here is what I like better than anything. I like under the total here. I do. I think uh, Minnesota's defense is nice. They really are good. Mm-hmm. And Minnesota offensively, they're just going to run, 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 AP, AP. So if Tennessee has trouble moving the ball, look at this one to go kind of under the total. It'll be 41. Hank, to this – week Justin Hunter he was a Tennessee Titans wide receiver he went to Tennessee Volunteers he was supposed to be the next great thing well he got cut this week that leaves Rashard Matthews who I drafted in a couple leagues and not too many other weapons there for uh oh Delaney Walker tied in are you starting any Tennessee skill players against this Minnesota D no yeah no how about the running back DeMarco Murray or Derrick Henry would you slide them as a running back Two flex, flex. Maybe. You know that's you really got to take into account how great that defense is. Yeah. You know when you're playing a defense like that, it can shut down a running back. Sure. And so you know if you have to, you know that it even gets to the point when you're talking about great running backs like AP and stuff like that going against Denver. Do you you know? Of course you're going to play AP, but you do not get the same numbers. So when you're looking at a Vikings defense like this, I'm not starting one of those guys. And if I have to, it's going to be a flex or yeah, something yeah. like that. I'm with you there, buddy. We both like Tennessee, and I really like the under in the Minnesota Tennessee clash. Next up, Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we were just talking about Cleveland, Philadelphia. That's a oh, gross God. game. I was expecting there to be no icon beside the time where it tells you what television station it's on. It was going to be like, you know, some just some terrible station like Freeform or something like that. Who knows? WHKY Hickory picks up the station in America that picks it up. Uh, but anyway, all right, it's here. Let's talk about it. It's a one o'clock kick. Philadelphia opened as a seven and a half point favorite. Bet all the way down to four. I'm telling you, people. At the beginning of the preseason, you know, everybody's joking on Cleveland. RG3 actually had a pretty good preseason. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. He actually looked okay. So I'm not saying it continues into the regular season, but that's what effect is affecting this line slightly. Also, the new quarterback at Philadelphia is affecting this line, the rookie. What do you think here? Should Philadelphia ever be favored? No. Okay. No, I'm taking the Browns on this one. I think RG, RG3 has a ton of – He's got some weapons. Yeah, he's he's. I mean, he's a great athlete, and I think for what he's been through over the last few years, he's ready to prove that he's a NFL quarterback, whether he is or not. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think it's probably closer to not that he is. But I think they're going to go in there and 
and win. Um, I, I think it's going to be a gross game, and I yeah. would not spend one second watching it. <laughs> Uh, the only reason I will spend a few seconds watching it is because I do have Ryan Matthews, right? Oh. <laughs> Ryan, and so he I wish is, we could reverse the tape back and listen to <laughs> the two of us talking about Ryan Matthews because if he had a sibling that listened to us, <laughs> they'd come in here and try to hurt us. Because I remember saying, awful. He's <laughs> Terrible. awful. Yes, I'm going to have to lean on Ryan Matthews. And I, I'm telling you, against this Cleveland defense, which stinks. So I'm just, you know, Cleveland might win the game, but I'm saying their defense is terrible. Right. I'm liking me a little Ryan Matthews here, bud. I'm liking me a little Ryan Matthews. Look for Ryan Matthews, one touchdown, 100 yards total rushing receiving. Injury. Mark it, mark it down. <laughs> All right, next up, let's go to the New York Jets. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets hosting Cincinnati. This is a 1 o'clock kick. Jets finally got their quarterback situation Taken care of. Fitzpatrick signs. Brandon Marshall on the outside. Eric Decker. Matt Forte in the backfield. They got some weapons. Fitzpatrick mm-hmm. can get them the ball too. This I, this is a this is a good game because the Jets <clears throat> they're gonna they're a good team. They're gonna challenge for a playoff position this year. Cincinnati man, they got to start getting it. They you know they've been to the playoffs the last three years. It's time for them to advance. I like this game. Should be close. The Jets right now are a two and a half point dog. At dog home. at home. They're a dog at home. Wow. Total, 41, Hank. I, I, I'm with you. I like the Jets here. You know, I like them because they're at home. I like it because they have all those weapons. And to be completely honest, I think that um, it should be a good game. And if they're a dog at home, I always go with the dog at home. Yeah, I, I like that home dog situation too, especially in week one. So we're both going to take – let's talk before we move away from fantasy-wise here. You've got Andy Dalton. Okay, do you tr- – New York Jets defense always – their top five defense in the, in the league right now. You've got Giovanni Bernard. You've got a Jeremy Hill. Which one of those guys – you know, the Jeremy Hill's going to get first and second down, Gio coming in third down packages. Right. Would you start either of them, flex spot? I, with- I would start – um, Hill in a flex spot. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that, you know, he's going to get enough touches that it makes sense. Um, Bernard, you know, he's so hit or miss. I feel like, you know, that third down back is either going to get you a hundred or two. Yeah. And I just feel like against a good defense, cause we've been talking about some good defenses here. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's kind of a risk to put him there. And against this Jets defense, AJ Green over under 89 yards. What do you lean? I think I would go over. I mean, I think this first week they're going to go to old reliable. You know, I mean, that's what their quarterbacks are going to go to. They're going to go to reliable routes, reliable players, Mm -hmm. and he sits right in the middle of that. So, yeah, I go over. Eric Decker, touchdown, yes or no? Oh. He had 12 of them last year. I know. I don't think he can do that again because that was one heck of a year. So, I'd say no this week. Yeah, I like Cincinnati's defense in this contest, too. I'm going with you with the Jets at home. I'm going to take under the total 42. Defensive battle, grind it out kind of game. Let's go for it. Next up, 1 o'clock kick, bud. You've been waiting for this day. Your team, the Oakland Raiders, people are picking them to win their division. Have yeah, you heard yeah. this? Have you heard this? Oh, yeah. There are a lot of Television personalities and radio personalities picking Oakland to win their division. They open the season. This is going to be fun to watch. At New Orleans in the – whatever it's called, the – what's it called? New Orleans Dome or yeah. something. Superdome. Super, thank you. Fantastic. New Orleans Dome. <laughs> <laughs> the Century Dome. <laughs> oh, make-up names. Yeah, just – what in the world? <laughs> so, it's a pick em. 
They're giving the Raiders. Think about New Orleans used to have this mystique. And you play the Saints at home, yeah. you know, you're going down. Oh, yeah. Oakland comes to New Orleans, and they are a pick em. They're giving mad respect to the Raiders here. The total, Hank, 51 Pick them. What you like? I kind of like the Saints, although, you know, I love the Raiders. You know, I'm a Raiders guy. I love them. But Saints at home are a tough machine, and they mm. pack that stadium, and it gets loud, and they got all those crazy face-painted people <laughs> up in there, you yes. know, just going yeah. crazy like the Raiders like do at the Raiders, home. Very like the Raiders do at home. Mm-hmm. But the other thing that I like about it is they got a ton of experience on that New Orleans team. I mean, I hate to bet against Drew Brees. Hate right. to. Especially at home. And a pick them. So I'm glad to see that the Raiders are in the position they're in. And you know why they're in this position? You know why they're good? Let me, they, let me tell you. I do not know. I let, promise let me, you I don't know. Let me tell you why. I know that this we, we are here on this day looking at a Raiders team that is considered good. <laughs> <laughs> considered. I'm not going to give it to them yet. <laughs> right. Okay. But, and I hate to say this, but Al Davis is no longer in the picture. Yes. Okay. And God rest his soul. He did a lot for – the NFL and for football and everything else. He was horrible as an owner for these guys. He would go down to the sidelines and say, I want you to throw it to Tim Brown every time right. for the next three times. Right. Can't have that. Right. Can't have it. Now that he's out of the way and I know his son's in there, they're letting – it's a real football team now. It's not just a game for this guy to play. Sure. And that's why they're they're playing better. It's, Al Davis might – if they mess it up, I'm going to say he's doing it from the grave. But, <laughs> you know, the reality of it is, is that man out of the way is making – they're able to make real decisions now. Sure. That's why they're good, right? Well, that's why they're that's better. Why, that's, that's why, why they're, they're better. better. Um, I'm going to lean New Orleans in this game too. What I really like, this could be the ultra lock of the year. I like the over. I'm I'm thinking it is going to be a shootout. I think Whoever thought that Oakland would get in a shootout? Right. I just see Breeze moving the ball. I see Derek Carr, the Armani Cooper hookup. Um, me, I like it. Let me guess. Cooks catching Cooks, the ball. Cooks and Ingram. Yep. Ingram running. Cooks catching. <laughs> uh, I'd like to see a lot of that because I've got both of them in a bunch of leagues. So, anyway, Hank, let's go New Orleans in the pick em, and let's go over the total 51. <laughs> One o'clock kick, San Diego at on the road against the Kansas City Chiefs. We just talked about Jamal Charles probably will not suit up for, th- for this game. Spencer Ware feels in his place. Can Phillip Rivers go on the road and San Diego looks terrible? Did they win? A- I don't think they – they might have only scored seven points in the whole preseason. It's something really bad. That's not good. They were not good in the preseason. Can Phillip rally him up? Seven-point dog on the road at KC, total 44. I don't think so. I think Kansas City, regardless if Jamal Charles is there, is going to be able to pull this out. I think they they mesh pretty well. That's a pretty good team. Mm-hmm. And I just don't think that the Chargers are up to the challenge. And I want them to be because they got I got Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon. And so I like – you know, I, I think he'll be a good – fantasy option but i don't think the chargers can do it because they have looked doo-doo yeah they're terrible uh i'm going with you too here kansas city at home always seems to play well the numbers kind of light at seven i like to see kansas city win by 10 i'm also thinking under the total 44 i don't think san diego is going to be able to move the ball at all you got keenan allen who was setting records before he got hurt for san diego last year over under seven catches in this game, I think it's going to be over because I think that's the only weapon that Me he too. has. Phil Rivers is going to be just dumping it to him. Yeah, especially it could be like garbage time and they're down 21. And, you know, Phillip is going to start chucking, chucking around the field. Last fantasy question here Travis Kelsey, they need this guy to emerge in Kansas City. 
Yes to a touchdown, no to a touchdown. Gain, week one. Yes. Yes, I agree. Last year he started out with two, two like 200 yards game. or something crazy like that. So, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Week one they'll be looking for him again. Especially against this weak San Diego defense. So we're going to go Kansas City minus the seven. I'm leaning under 44 total. One more or two, a couple more one o'clock games here. We'll go to Baltimore. The Ravens host the Buffalo Bills. You got Buffalo Bills just signed Tyrod to the big contract. Sammy Watkins, they say, seems healthy. He's ready to go. You got LaShawn McCoy in the backfield. Buffalo's defense, you know, going to be okay. Baltimore, Flacco. Who else? You got Forsett, Forsett, Buck Allen, Allen, Terrence West, and then receiver-wise, Stevie Smith, senior. If he can muster up the strength to get out there. and Ben Watson. He's out, though. Oh, this is big news. I meant to tell you this. Ben Watson tore his Achilles (laughs) during our show last week. So, Bridgewater and Ben Watson both go out mm. the same time. Mm. Mm. Anyway, the other weapon they've got is Kamara Aiken on the offensive side for Baltimore. Las Vegas likes the number here at Baltimore at home, favored minus three, total 44. Bills take it. Really? Yep. Without I, any question. I think I think that they, they're in a good spot. I think Taylor feels good. He, you know, when they said he got to camp, I was watching one thing that said he just – Right when he got to camp, it was like he never left. He was ready to play. I like them. I think they got a bunch of weapons. So, Do you like that total? If you like them, you've got to think Buffalo's going to score some points. Right. You like that total over 44? I don't, I don't know if the Ravens are going to score that much. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, you know, I, I, don't, like the, I don't like the over. Yeah. Uh, one other fantasy question here. So, if you have Tyrod Taylor and you had Derek Carr. Okay. So, Tyrod Taylor, let's say Derek Carr is quarterback one. Tyrod Taylor was your backup. Who would you slide into your starting starter this year or this week? I'd do Derek Carr. Yeah. I mean, it may end up being – I mean, T- Taylor had a great year last year. But I think week one, I think they're going – like you said, Oakland's going to score a bunch of points. You, mm-hmm. you think it's going to be a drag race. I, I think do. they're going to score a bunch of points, so I would put him in there first. Got it. All right, Hank likes Buffalo plus the three. Actually, I might – I think you might have just talked me into that plus the three. I'm not touching that total. 44, I have no idea. I would lean under – but I don't know. You know, that's a tough one. Next up, going to Houston, where the Houston Texans, who have Super Bowl aspirations, are hosting the Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears, Jay Cutler, you got the new running back, Lankford, in the backfield. Still have all Sean Jeffrey and Kevin White, who's in the coach's doghouse, I heard. Just really, he ain't doing good things. Uh-oh. So, yeah, he might have lost his, like, even number two spot there. But they're traveling to Houston. J.J. Watt, they say he's going to play after surgery, and that'll get that crowd just out. Amped if he gets in there. Houston started at a four-point favorite, bet all the way up to six and a half now. Hank, Houston, Chicago. I think if it stays under seven, it's a pretty good pick. But, you know, they could get bet up between now and then. I think Chicago's got to figure it out. I, You know, their quarterback is just getting blasted by ex-players, the internet, and he it seems not to care. But if all they have is Jeffrey this year, if Lankford doesn't come through and, you know, people are not – playing well and that's the only weapon that they had that's going to be tough and he's on my team he's going to get his every game but that'll be tough for them so i like the texans how about on that houston side they've got that new running back lamar miller with lamar miller against a kind of a not going to say piss poor uh defensive line but maybe not the strength of their team can lamar miller go for over 100 yards against this defense i think i think he may be able to i mean i think that if if they're able to do the things that they say they're going to be able to do especially throw the ball i mean they apparently have all the confidence in the world in their new quarterback. So I say if you get that passing game open up, you know, it, it's 
both ways. The running game opens up the passing, same with the other way around. So, yep, I think he goes over 100. DeAndre Hopkins over 98 yards. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. Yep. Lamar Miller over 100 yards. DeAndre Hopkins at 98 yards. I think Houston in a blowout. Minus the Vegas got it minus six. I'm going to say they win by 20. Wow. Goodness. <laughs> Vegas don't know anything. <laughs> Next up, Jacksonville. Everybody loves them. Green Bay coming to town. This will be a test for Blake Bortles and the crew. Jacksonville's defense is supposed to be really up and coming with the four new rookies they've got on their squad. Their offense, you know, you've got your uh, your Hearns. You've got your other fella who's the great receiver, you know, Robinson. <laughs> Robinson. 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 Yeah, I was just looking at your face. was like, uh. <laughs> I didn't know what you were talking about. Over there. Wide Come receiver, on. Allen Robinson. Um, so, anyway, Jacksonville at home, five-and-a-half-point dog at home, total 48. I don't care if they're a dog or not. Packers are going to be strong again this year. You were talking about the steady ship with Atlanta. Sure. This is the This is the destroyer ship in the fleet and they're going to go down there and it, as long as it stays under seven i think it's a, a simple bet you take it they're going to win um you know once you start getting to that 10 and mm-hmm. it, it gets a little because you're, you're at home but i love the packers right here yep and this number is it's weighing a little bit in jacksonville's favor because people are just high on jacksonville they've proven nothing man they've proven nothing aaron Rodgers is pissed about last year he's got all his weapons back oh today in the news jordy nelson said he is a go for week one huge news right opens up randall cobb opens up eddie lacy running lanes we got everything working green bay will blow jacksonville out the water on sunday <laughs> by 40 <laughs> by 42 next up here's the four o'clock games we got three of them hank and all three of them are pretty good we're going to miami is going to seattle to start the season russell wilson <clears throat> looking to have a more balanced attack this year. You've got Thomas Rawls will be the starter week one, but Christine Michael right behind him. Um, on the outside for the Seattle Seahawks, we know what we've got. We've got the Doug Baldwin. We've got if Jimmy Graham plays, which is not looking like he will play. So they've got some wep- weapons over there. Their favorite is 10.5-point favorites over the Ryan Tannehill-led Dolphins. We already mentioned Devontae Parker will not play for Miami. Still leaves Jarvis Landry, and it's got Arian Foster in the backfield. What can happen in Seattle? I think Seattle wins this game, and that's an interesting number because it's a a big number. But if you've ever watched those games in Seattle, I mean, that is a true definition of the fans becoming part of the game. This is home field advantage. So I feel like they're going to win the game, no question. Um I feel like that's a big number. It's a big number. And so I would say they don't cover, but without a doubt they win. Yeah, I like that too. The number is ten and a half. I say maybe it's right around ten. That's maybe where the number will fall, where it ends up. So tough one to bet on. If I had to lean on the over under, probably gonna lean under first game. Miami traveling across the country. Won't be able to move the ball. Seattle's defense always pretty good. Let's go under the total forty four. Next 4 o'clock game, Hank, this is the one that most of eyes will be on. It's the Dallas Cowboys playing host to the New York Giants. We've got Odell Beckham against Dez. We've got Ezekiel Elliott against Rashad Jennings. <laughs> <laughs> Eli against Dak Prescott. Anyway, this game is interesting. It opened at 4. Romo went down. It's a pick 46. Dallas at home. Oh, man. I think that there are so many pieces that have to fall into place for Dallas to win this game that I would bet my money on the Giants. I think 
Ezekiel Elliott's got his first pro game. And Dak. And Dak. First, <laughs> first. pro game, right? And yes. you've got to get in there and work at a speed that they, you know, they don't customarily work at. And then you're going to have the attitude of Dez if he doesn't get the ball by the third snap. So I don't think that they're going to be able to pull it together. Um, I'm going to take the Giants. I like the Giants too, buddy. I do. Not in a big way, but I think the Giants go on the road. They get it done. Eli, Eli, the trusty veteran, he's going to do enough to get the job done. Yep. We're going to go New York Giants at a pick em to upset the Dallas Cowboys. Let's do talk about a little fantasy stuff. Odell Beckham, you know, got drafted top three by everybody. Odell Beckham, a must start on the other side of the field there. You know, Victor Cruz made the team. I don't know if yep. you heard that. He yep. made the team. And Sterling Shepard in the slot. Any giant, you're going to start Odell Beckham. You're going to start anybody else on that Giants team. Vegas got the number at 46 over under, so they think there's going to be some points there. Right. Um, anybody else? You know, I, I don't know if I'd put anybody else on there until they prove that they're going to move the ball around that much. But, um, you know, Victor Cruz, when he caught his first ball, it was like he just had a birthday party. I mean, he was jumping up and down, which, you know, he's celebrating yeah, sure. being back Good on the field, him. which was great. Good for him. Um, I hope that they get back to that double threat because it, when it was him and Beckham was on the other side, it was awesome. Um, but I wouldn't start one. Yeah, I wouldn't either. And Dallas side, I'm still going to start Ezekiel Elliott. Of course you're going to start Dez. Not going to start Dak Prescott in any of my leagues, but if I had a chance, choice between Eli and, let's say, for the, on the Jet side versus Phillip Rivers – I think I'm going to start Eli in this game. I see a lot of points in this game, Hank. I'm going to go, yeah, Eli uh, over Phillip Rivers if I had to. Mm-hmm. And let's go Giants and over the total, 46. Last 4 o'clock game, Indianapolis Colts host the Detroit Lions. Two quarterbacks, Matt Stafford and Andrew Luck, go face-to-face. The number started at 6. It's been bet down all the way to Indianapolis minus 3. Interesting fact. So Matt Stafford drafted in many leagues, quarterback two. Some of the real smart fantasy dudes, and I'm not saying I'm one, but I listen to a couple of them, I read and do some research. They've got Stafford this week, top three quarterback overall against a really poor Indianapolis Colts defense. Can you see Matt Stafford and the Indian Detroit Lions getting it done at the Colts? And this is, this is where fantasy gets funny because we talk about offense all the time and defense more globally mm-hmm. right yes and so you really have to be a fan of the game to worry about defensive line is good or these this secondary is incredible and that's the good thing about it because people get all caught up when you look at this when you look at this the lions are horrible offensively i feel like horrible so how in the world do they expect to go into the indianapolis colts and beat they don't they get beat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's my pick. I'm picking Indianapolis because they're going to be able to hold those lines because I don't care who Matthew Stafford thinks he is. He is not going to be in, go in there and beat the Colts at home. Yeah. I, Andrew Luck wants to redeem himself as well. I do think – I think Indianapolis wins the game. I think it will be close. I like the over 50. I think there will be some points in this game. Indianapolis defense sucks. I mean, and Detroit's might be worse. So you've got – Andrew Luck on one end, Matt Stafford on the other end. They have some weapons. Let's go. Over the total 50, 
Hank likes Indianapolis to cover the three and a half. I'm laying off that, but I like the over for sure. This is next game, Hank. This is a good one. So let's say you're through your one o'clocks and your four o'clocks. You little, you little weary. You've, you know, you've been at it all day. And then the eight o'clock game is just right around the corner. Oh yeah. And then you look at the schedule. You say, oh, who was who's playing that eight o'clock game? Who is it? And you see Arizona playing host to the Patriots. Whoa, that's a good starting game that for eight thirty. The game. Sunday night game, you know. Yeah, it is. Right now, Vegas got the number. This is interesting. When Brady, this is they make the number a long time ago when Brady was supposedly going to play. They had it minus one. Now that he's been suspended, because they make the lines. I want to say they make the lines after the Super Bowl. Whenever the schedule comes out, Vegas will make the lines. It is now Arizona minus six. So Tom Brady's were seven points is what they're saying. Yeah. And that makes sense to me. It does. Don't you think? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, total 47. Arizona. Whew, what a game. What you think? I think, I think Arizona wins. Mm-hmm. Um, I think their quarterback play is not – where they needed to be and I think I saw it in the last game and they were kind of talking about it when their uh, quarterback is starting to throw screen pass after slant after screen pass after slant they're just trying to get him comfortable you're talking about Garofalo yeah. from New England yep so you know if you are having that much trouble getting him acclimated to the system and not being able to uh, you know they're not in a position to beat a team like the Cardinals because the Cardinals are going to score a lot of points so I like the Cardinals I think that Tom Brady brings almost more than seven points. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I like Arizona really big in this game. I really do because of the quarterback situation. Yep. Arizona's defense is nice. They are going to – like Patrick Peters in the back, he's going to tempt Garofalo to make a dumb mistake to the house, my friend, to the house. He will yep. take it pick six. That's what they do. The Arizona defense flies around. So, I really do like Arizona to beat the Patriots handily, two touchdowns, let's say. That total, 47 and a half. It's going to be close to that. I would lean, if anything, maybe slightly over, barely. But I really do like Arizona here. So, in the backfield, you know you're going to start your David Johnson for Arizona. Yep. In New England's backfield, James White, LeGarrette Blunt, they're going to be spit, splitting time until Deion Lewis comes back. Do you lean one to the other if you've got to start one as your flex? You know, I think LeGarrette Blunt had a great preseason. I mean, I think he was running the ball pretty well. So, if you had to start – him, I think I would start Garrett Bunt. He's a big guy, loves to hit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he would be a, a good start. Right, and obviously we're going to start Gronk on New England side. And for Arizona, you've got three wide receivers. They all were drafted almost within the same round of each other. You've right. got Malcolm Floyd or Michael Floyd, um, Fitzgerald. Larry Fitzgerald, and John Brown. Right. You could start all of them. You could. You know what I'm saying? You could interchange any yeah. one of them. Yeah. So, I mean, a flex, one of those guys that flex, a flex. All day long. All day long. Again, Arizona, like we like them, minus the six. Monday. So, you're, oh gosh, you're hungover on Monday. It's just been a long weekend. And then you look at the schedule and you've got two games on Monday night. Aye, you got to get through. <laughs> two games. And actually, one of my teams is playing. It's a 7-10 kick. Pittsburgh on the road against those Washington Redskins. We already know Le'Veon Bell out three weeks, suspended. Roethlisberger to Antonio Brown. On the other side, you got Kirk Cousins to Deshaun Jackson. Matt Jones, you know, they said he might. He's got a banged-up shoulder. They said he's going to play. So for uh, Daniel Son, he, he he's he got better. a starting running back. <laughs> exactly. He's got a Daniel starting Daniel Son. Got a starting running back. Pittsburgh, minus three, total 50. I, I think – Pittsburgh comes in and curb stomps these guys because they 
have all the weapons to do so. Um, the 50, you know, when you start to get to that number 50, you need Washington to do something. And I think they're going to score some points. Yeah. So I, I like the over, to be completely honest with you. But I think the Steelers are going to come in and mush them. I hope you're right, sir. And I do like this over a lot. Pittsburgh's defense is not like the old steel curtain by any means. It is a mesh curtain, if you will. I mean, stuff. <laughs> the offense has just had Shower to, been thrashing it. <laughs> and then Washington's defense, you know, they haven't had one in a while. So, yeah, I like the over a lot. I think Pittsburgh gets it done as well. A lot of fantasy points, a lot of real points in this game. Let's take Pittsburgh and the over the 50. And last but not least, if you can stay up. Don't. Don't even try it. Don't. don't. Try. Did you see who's playing? God, they're going to be. Oh. <laughs> Los Angeles, the new Los Angeles Rams travel to San Francisco. Vegas is 10-20 kickoff. Holy. Well, that means what time will the game in? 11, 12, 12, 1 o'clock in the morning? Yeah, it's not going to be good. That's 1 o'clock in the morning. And can you stand watching these two teams play? Mm. You might have to force yourself to stay awake if you want to watch this. Like, take a lot of five-hour energies because this is not going to be pretty. No, it's not. Um, you've got San Francisco now a two and a half point dog mm-hmm. at home. Total forty-four. Forty-four. They, they won't score twenty-two. <laughs> Why they have the number forty-four and a half? That's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, we don't need to talk about this, dude. I don't care who wins. Let's just take the under. Yeah, lock of the millennium <laughs> under the total 44. This is a no-brainer. I'm, okay, before you hit the bell, though, <laughs> tell me, do you think that what's going on, the controversy with Kaepernick, is going to – how is it going to impact moving forward? Because, we, I mean, we're already starting to see, you know, a, a lady on the U.S. soccer I team. I read that today. She – she was kneeling, kneeling before the game, and she said she the reason that she was doing it is because things aren't right, and that that was her her stage to do it in. Yeah, but um, you know, do we think that that's going to have any impact on what he's or what the Forty ers are going to do? Because they have had, I bet you, if they have thirty people interviewing them after every practice, they have ninety at every week, and it could get over. You know, it can get overwhelming. So, what I think, Hank. There are a lot of media coverage still, but I'm telling you, once the season starts, watch this subside. You know what I'm saying? When they get down to playing football, like the the craziness of it, like last week, everybody was talking about it. Right. And people are still talking about it. Don't get me wrong. But once the foot, real football starts, I think that'll maybe fade to the background. Colin Kaepernick, he made the team. We thought he would make the team. Right. Actually, at the beginning of the preseason, I didn't know if he would or not, but he made it. Blaine Gabbert is getting the starting nod, but Kaepernick might get a chance to play. I just think it'll start subsiding into the background. I don't even, know. Even if he keeps sitting? I think so. Huh? I think it'll – that's what – I hate to say this. On to the next thing. Right. You know, the American public and the way the media handles things, what's next? Right. What's something else shocking we yeah. can talk about for five days and then we'll move on to the next very so, astute, Chad yes, East. Thank you. Very astute. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Let's go. Under the total, don't watch. <laughs> All right. Hey. Uh, before we move on to the next segment, let's please take a minute to thank a couple of our sponsors. First, obviously, Foot Candle Film Festival coming to you live September 23rd and 25th in good old Hickory, North Carolina at the Drendel Auditorium on the Salt Block. Look forward to family, friends, films. You can't miss it. Gonna be gonna be a blast. And let's don't forget about the auto lawn this weekend, right. Saturday, September tenth, starting around eleven o'clock. It- 
band, two bands playing. You got a beer garden. You got great food, great automobiles. Going to be a good, good time. Are you coming out there? I can't we remember. Are, we are. We. I'm going to be gone Friday. Yeah. And getting back Saturday around 2. So I'm going to go out there right after that. Okay, cool. Yep, I'll, so. I'll see you out there. So you guys, if you're in town this weekend in Hickory, North Carolina, please check out the Foot Candle. Sorry, the Auto Lawn in September 23rd through the 25th. Don't forget about the Foot Candle Film Festival. All right, buddy. Let's review a couple quick things. Last week, we did our first college picks of the year. And it was hell of a lineup, a hell of a lineup, all the games. Well, we got a couple right, and we got a couple wrong. A couple highlights, we didn't nail Florida State. We said they'd get it done. Um, I got the app. You missed on the Tennessee, but, you know, we said it would be a close game early, and then Tennessee would pull it out late. I didn't think they'd cover, and they didn't. Uh, I really bombed the LSU. That was that was a big disaster. L- if LSU could ever get a quarterback – you know, shouldn't they have figured this out by now? They yes. need a quarterback. Yes. What's wrong with them? And they'll continue to do these types of things until they get a quarterback. And another game we picked, I think the Carolina Georgia game, I thought Carolina might squeak that one out. They were right there to the Did you realize in this game, they're down three with three minutes and forty five seconds before Nick Chubb broke that one up. They're right in this game. They're right in the game. And you know, obviously I'm a Carolina fan and uh watching it and we discussed this earlier. Instant replay is I, – I, I want them to get it right. Okay, let's just go on record to say I want it, the play to be right. Yes. So instant replay, I love it. I love it in baseball. I love it in, I love it in all sports. Let's get it right. But when you're talking about possession of a ball, okay, and you're talking about a receiver diving to make a catch, and they're talking about the ball moved. Right. Right. Every catch, the ball moves. I mean, it's just, they had, and, and I'm being a little bit uh, animated about this because it, Carolina, they got Hosed. four balls turned over because of this. But it's like every single play, let's review, let's review, let's review. And it got to a point on that game, watching that game, I just started to feel like eh, this possession's a hard one to do. And it's because if you look at any ball, it, yeah. it moves. Of course they're going to move. Of yeah. course. Right. I mean, it's not like, you, you know, you trap it against your body and you, it's not going to move. It just, it was crazy. Yeah. So I, that's my, I'm, I'm going to get off my. No, I, I, I agree with you. I mean, every replay is great too. Every, it, it's just, it's too much sometimes. It's just too much. Enough with this replay. Hey, you every know what else? Play. Another great call that we talked about on here was Houston. Yes, the outright winner. Outright winner. That was big. That's how I started the day because that was a 12 o'clock kick. Yep. I'm like, here we go. That's yep. 1-0. Let's keep it going. Too bad it didn't. So, Hank, <laughs> this week in college sports, Saturday football, it is terrible. I don't know if you've seen the lineup, but the big game of the day is Virginia Tech, Tennessee, which is fun because that's in Bristol where they race the cars and all that stuff. Right. 150,000 are going to be there. They said they're going to be like 100 outside the, the stadium. Good Lord. That's ri- going to be ridiculous. So that is, that's the highlight of the, the whole day, really, and that will be fun to be at. But the next big game, it's like Utah at BYU. I mean, this schedule is terrible. Houston's playing Lamar. Yeah, well, that's, <laughs> ooh, that's a must-see. But So I picked three that we might like, okay. and you tell me what you think. So we're going to start that Virginia Tech-Tennessee game. They're in Bristol. Tennessee coming off that 
Woo, that close, close Golly. victory against Appalachian State. What a game that was. Appalachian State gave everything they had, man. They did, you man. could just tell it. Like They're they, a good football they team. They really are. I was completely impressed. And Tennessee, just like we said, they were not ready for them. No. They look shell-shocked. Like, who are these dudes? Right. You know? And I'm going to quote a good friend of ours when he was talking about, you know, his Tennessee volunteers. You know, they are a good team. Appalachian's a good team. But teams that are supposed to be 10th in the country – beat good teams and play well. Sure. They did not do that. And the best thing that can ever happen to Tennessee this weekend is that Appalachian beats Miami. They're playing Miami that's in next Boone. Week. Next, next week. week. I'm yep, sorry. That's next week. If they beat them, then it kind of solidifies what kind of team Boone, uh, sure. what kind of team app is. Right. But I'll tell you, they did not play well. No. Tennessee did not. If Tennessee doesn't get this quarterback figured out, I know everybody said, oh, Joshua Dobbs, he's fantastic. He's the next Cam Newton. The dude can't – he's not accurate. Right. He's not accurate. So they need to get that worked out. Vegas got this number set. 11.5, Tennessee is a favorite. 52 is the total. What happens in Bristol, Hank? Did Tennessee get it back in gear, cover this number? I think they get it back in gear. I think they win by 11.5, and, and they get it – they get back on track. I think that that was a punch in the gut this past weekend, and um, they get it back together. Yep. Me too. We like Tennessee. Next up, NC State travels to Greenville, North Carolina, where they always have this rivalry against the ECU Pirates, okay? NC State – Versus ECU, both teams coming off big wins. They ECU shellacked Western, and NC State got William and Mary by a hundred. NC State four and a half point favorite on the road. Total fifty seven and a half. Do you know anything about ECU nor NC State? I know nothing okay. about either one of these teams, but I, you know, I, I would think in this setting. NC State would have to go in there and, and roll. ECU walloped NC State a couple years ago. Cool. I'm talking about walloped them. NC State's got their chance to get revenge on the road because ECU came to Carter Finley and did that. To the, well, it was ugly. I was there. It was terrible. That is terrible. Um, so I think NC State does take out their revenge. They do cover this number at four and a half. I hope they win by 44 and a half. Beat those Pirates, Pack. Come on. Come on. Last but not least – Elon and Charlotte? We can talk about that. <laughs> what is, is they are playing? Is there a number for that? I don't know the number, but they're playing. Yep. And, you know, after uh, Charlotte got, gosh, just punched. That's what, but that's what should happen. That, that's exactly right. That's what right. should happen to that team. And that's nothing against Charlotte, but yes. that's when you play. Louisville's a good Louisville, team. They should, Louisville should whoop them. You should get your yeah. face beat in. But yes. Elon – I don't know if it's the team to do it to him this year. We lost to Gardner Webb this weekend. Really? What was that score? Close? Or? A lot. Oh. <laughs> mm, 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 mm. We'll wrap it up here, Hank, with the college football. Your UNC Tar Heels travel on the road to the Illinois Fighting Illini. Okay? Illini. The Fighting Illini have not been good in several years. But in UNC, you know, they're on the road coming off that tough loss to Georgia. Nine and a half point favorites on the road. Can they get it done? In Champaign, Illinois. They better get it done. I think that they're a good enough football team that they can that they can win it. They showed some good things. And I think that they 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 lost the game for themselves. So I mean I although, you know, I'm not taking anything away from Georgia, but um I think that they go into Illinois and and play well and win. I do too, buddy. I think they uh they probably win this game by twenty one. So <clears throat> anyway, that's a seven thirty kick on Saturday night. There's a couple games to watch, but Really, the big ones, Virginia Tech, Tennessee. Uh, you around this weekend? Yeah, we're gonna, you're going to be here for the auto on Saturday. Yep. And then, okay. Yep. So, I, I, 
we're going to be there and it's always, it looks like it's going to be great weather. It should be beautiful. So all those things are going to be, you know, it, it's always better. But every year I go to this, I'm, I always see a car that I wouldn't have thought I would see. Mm-hmm. And that really is, I mean, it's good for kids and grandparents and everybody. And you, let me, you do a good job up there. Oh, right? thank you. You do bro. a very good job. That. But you, if you come out there, you're going to see some really nice cars. Yeah. And before we leave today's show, your son's football season starts this weekend, right? He's on, he's on Tar Heels. It, yep. Oh, they play Saturday, right? They play Saturday. And so my daughter's soccer team starts Saturday, too. Are you guys ready? Uh, well, I'm not a coach. Okay. okay? So okay. I'm not coaching this year. He's got three great coaches, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, it's good. I, I don't want to coach him in every sport. Yeah. I like, you know, him being on a team with other people. Sure. But, um, you know, it's uh, there's still seven, eight, nine-year-old little boys, and to watch them scurry around the field, and you see one kid throw a great pass, and you realize it's to a seven-year-old, and he's not going to catch the ball. <laughs> Bounce off his helmet. But you do see some little – quickness in some yeah. kids and i mean it's fun i think they're ready just for the fact that they want to be out there and play sure. and it's great it's fun, um man. it's it's gonna be a lot of fun so i'm looking forward to yeah, it yeah well good luck to harris and his team good luck to my lucy rose yeah. and her ball team hank i'll see you at the auto loan on saturday we'll be there peace You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.